Hey everybody, welcome to Thirsty Thursdays. If you can hear me, comment, I can hear you. I want to welcome each and every one of you to Thirsty Thursdays. Whether you're listening on Facebook or you are in Clubhouse. Shout out to the Clubhouse Christians. <laughs> I see you, evangelist. I hope you can hear me. Let me know if you can hear me when you check in. Hey, 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 everybody. Let me know if you can hear me. All right, so we are here for Thirsty Thursdays. All I need is one. And I want to shout out all the street disciples that are watching live on Facebook, in the private group, on the live page, and also our Clubhouse Christians. Listen, we have a wonderful, wonderful evangelist in Clubhouse. <laughs> Evangelist Anderson, now if you are in the private group Street Disciples, then you had a chance to hear her teach on Tuesday. You know, Tuesday for us is Touch and Agree Tuesday. So we went out in the streets, we were at LFT, and Evangelist Anderson sure enough taught Daniel 6. That is one of my favorites. <laughs> favorite books of the Bible. I love you some Daniel just like I love you some David, but for different reasons. <laughs> so tonight on Thirsty Thursdays, we are going to be talking about the facts of life. Life can be so... Mm. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Mm. And you fill in the blank for your life. But God has fully equipped us with every single thing that we need in order to survive and conquer this life. Not just survive, not just maintain, but to exceed the expectation and to prosper in this life. He didn't put us here in the, the world without a purpose either. Everything that God made, He made it with a purpose. That includes you and me, the birds, the fish, and the, even the creeping things. Y'all know how I feel about the creeping things. But God hath made them with a purpose. In life, in this pandemic, sometimes it's hard to keep the faith. Like, let's just be honest. Sometimes it's hard to keep the faith. But... If you stay connected with godly people and build and grow your personal relationship with God, you'll see this pandemic ain't nothing but your proving ground. This is the moment we have come for a time such as this. Just like Mordecai told Esther, you were put here for a time such as this. God saw that the world was missing something on the day that you were born and he saw fit to put in his will that you be birthed in this world to make a difference, to have an impact, and to shine your light. Now last week we were talking about the Great Commission, which included baptism. And there was a question that I had myself if Orthodox Jews baptize because we know Jesus grew up, or if you don't know, Jesus grew up Jewish. And uh, he was baptized by his cousin John the Baptist in the River Jordan. So I asked my Orthodox Jewish friend, Do y'all do baptisms? 
And let me mind you, <laughs> we worked together, so we were instant messaging, and he used all caps <laughs> he responded to me. And he said, no, Jewish people do not baptize. So now we also see how radical baptism was, not just that Jesus came as the Son of God, but also that they were doing baptisms, because that's not something clearly that Orthodox Jews do. And when he told me that, I just sent him a a, a gift back of like the after school special with the shooting star that says, "The more you know." <laughs> and then he had a follow up question, like, "Why would you ask me that? <laughs> Why would you think that we do that?" I was like, I didn't know. I'm just asking for more information so I can tell the disciples. He also listens to my podcast. Shout out to him, Jay Bond. <laughs> That's my homie. <laughs> but tonight, let's get into the facts of life. We're going to stress what are the facts of this life. In this earth, you have to know how to be a spiritual being having a natural experience. And just because we live in a natural world and everything that we see, we we declare is real, we are also spiritual beings. And there's a whole spiritual life that's going on and we have to be able to tap into it. And some of you may be asking, how can I tap into my spiritual in the natural? That's where Holy Spirit comes from. So we're going to talk about these three facts of life and they're the three W's. Number one is water. Okay, water is important. The question on the table is, are you properly hydrated? Dehydration has a huge effect on the physical body. It messes with your mind. It causes you to have hallucinations. So if that happens to your physical body and you're not having enough uh, nourishment and water in your body because they say we're 70% water therefore we must intake water to replenish the water that we use every day so if you need water for your physical body you need water for your spiritual body as well so the first W is water aka the word okay the word is water for you spiritually okay we'll dig deeper into that <laughs> as we go on I'm just hitting you with the hot topics the second W we are going to look at is worship okay so we got water you gotta nourish yourself uh, with water spiritually and then you must know about worship the Bible tells us they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth okay so do you know God's spirit in order to worship him in spirit and in truth now listen truth is also the word so you got water and the word now you have worship and the word okay they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth and we're going to dig into that one because there's different ways that you could actually worship God everybody doesn't have to worship him exactly the same I had to learn that growing up um, especially <laughs> when I was feeling my call to preach and I was becoming more zealous or excited in ministry I would be so upset when I would be excited about you know being at church and celebrating and worshiping God and other people would just be sitting there like God ain't in there <laughs> it used to make me so upset <laughs> like I know y'all not just gonna sit there like God ain't woke you up like you didn't just get out the hospital but we have to learn as I did in my maturity everybody don't worship the same and just because they're not worshiping the way that you want them to worship doesn't mean that they're not actively worshiping so that's a correction for the body of Christ um, yes we want people to be excited but sometimes they can't so 
for those of you that lead churches and facilitate uh, services, what I do is offer options. <laughs> okay, uh, If you feel that God has been good to you, let me hear you clap your hands. Somebody say hallelujah. Stump your feet. Make a joyful noise. Give them options. Because what if, you know, they can't stand up? And they just came out of something and they really can't walk. And so you telling everybody to stand up, they're not able to worship that way. So give them a different way to worship. As long as we are worshiping the Most High God with the true spirit, hey, as long as we're worshiping in spirit and in truth, we have no problems, okay? The last thing that we want, the W, is walking. Yeah, this seemed like a little fitness <laughs> lesson for Thirsty Thursdays. You have water, you have worship, and then you have walking. Walking with Jesus, exercising your faith, okay? And literally walking with Jesus, there's a challenge with walking, okay? We'll talk about that. So, we have the question answered. Jew Orthodox Jewish people do not... Do not baptize. So that's strictly a New Testament thing, okay? <laughs> and a Jesus thing, because they don't do that. So let's look at water. Are we spiritually hydrated? There is a lot of word going forth, you know, a lot of Bible going forth. But are we drinking it? Are we eating it? Like they said, what's that saying? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So are we nourishing ourselves properly? The way you can tell if you're dehydrated spiritually is, number one, have you been reading your word? Because Jesus is the word. He's the living water. Let's turn to John 4 because that's our text for today um, coming out of John. Now John describes himself, and I specifically say describes himself, as the disciple whom Jesus loved. Nobody else says that in their book. Okay, Matthew didn't say, Jesus loved John so much. Luke didn't say it. Okay. John specifically like, Jesus loved me. Okay. Yes, Jesus loves me. So John, in the fourth chapter... He's describing water. This particular passage is about Jesus and the woman at the well. She was a Jew, a Samaritan woman, okay? And Jesus was a Jewish man. Now, in these days, let me tell you the scene here. It was like they was at the club, okay? Let's put it in our terms. They were at the club. And Jesus was there sitting at the well. We'll say bye. <laughs> And this woman came up to get a drink. Now, she had her pail and bucket and everything, and she was at the well of Jacob. We know Jacob from Old Testament. He's one of those prominent figures and patriarchs in Christianity, okay, in the Old Testament. So, after he died, this land was declared sacred, and they had a well there. It had never ran dry or whatever. So, she's going there to get some water to drink to take back to her house. Now, Jewish people and Samaritan people do not mix, just like many other cultures in our countries and in every country, because I know it's some of you that are all over the world watching on Facebook. They did not mix, okay? They didn't talk to each other, was no cohabitation, none of that. So when Jesus asked her to give him a drink, she's like, why are you even talking to me? We don't mix our people. We don't roll together. It was like West Coast versus East Coast in the 90s. Okay, We do not play around. And Jesus corrects her. He said, if you knew who you were talking to, you would ask me to give you a drink. Let's look at it. John 4. We'll start at the 9th verse because that's what I had here. I got a lot of devices over here, so I'm trying to get everything together. So that's John 4. We're going to start at 9. 
And I'm reading out of the King James, just so you know. Water, that's the point we're on. Water, you need to be hydrated physically. Because if you're not, dehydration causes hallucinations in the mind. How does that affect you spiritually? You're not spiritually hydrated if you have these unstable thoughts in your mind. If you're thinking things that are not Christ-like, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Okay, you have to get your keep your mind stayed on Him and not the things of this world. So, when you're not hydrated properly, your vision even gets blurry. You you can't see the things of God. You can't see properly. You're not discerning situations properly. You're off balance if you're not nourishing yourself and getting this water. So Jesus says, Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. 10. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that says to thee, Give me a drink, thou wouldest have asked of him that he would give thee living water. Okay, Jesus is living water. It is because of him and his sacrifice that we have eternal life. And he lives. He lives sitting on the right hand of the Father right now, interceding for us. His spirit, God's spirit, lives within us as Holy Spirit that leads and guides us and comforts us. If you are not studying to show yourself approved unto God... Okay, let's stress that unto God. And reading this Bible daily, you are dehydrated. You have to get this word in you every single day. Even if it's reading one scripture a day. Five minutes a day with God can change your whole life. We must hydrate properly. He then goes on to tell her that those who drink of him will never thirst again. When was the last time you really felt thirsty? The world tells you it's a bad thing to be thirsty. Don't nobody want no thirsty woman. Don't nobody want no thirsty man. But Jesus said, listen, if you're thirsty, come holler at your boy. Because <laughs> I will give you the living water. And once you drink of me, you'll never thirst again. Once you got a taste of Jesus, you realize you've never known love like that before. You realize you, you have higher self-esteem. Because God, you realize not only who God is, but who he made you to be. When you hydrate better, you start growing. Your skin look better. You look fearfully and wonderfully made instead of a hot mess wrapped up in a blanket. Okay? It is this water, this living water, the word of God. Who is Jesus? Because John told us in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. This word is your lifeline. You must drink water. That's why I call Bible study Thirsty Thursdays. Because this is where we come to get this word for real. For real. And if you have questions here on Thirsty Thursdays, you can definitely ask. <laughs> You can definitely ask. If I haven't acknowledged your question and you asked one, throw up a heart or something um, that I can see that will indicate to me that you're saying something. <laughs> okay, so I am looking at the comments. Hey, Lucienne. Hey to everybody watching live in the clubhouse. I see you, Evangelist Anderson. <laughs> she on clubhouse rocking out right now. And I urge you, those who are on Facebook, to follow me on Clubhouse. Just find me, Evangelist Andy. Join the group, uh, the Fellowship of Disciples, because Evangelist Anderson is in there, and she taught on Tuesday. So if you're in the private group, you can go back and watch it and listen to it, because she did a great job. And you can also follow her on Clubhouse, all right, and we can do some lives on Clubhouse exclusively, okay? You hear what I said, Evangelist Anderson? I know she's gonna text me later. <laughs> I just put her on program. Look, people used to do that to me all the time. <laughs> like, oh, we got uh, Minister Andy here, so she gonna say a word, Emma? <laughs> but 
I digress. We must get this living water, okay? Jesus is living water. If you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sins, you can get him right now, mid-word. I already gave enough Bible for you to be excited. You don't have to seek the things of the world because they don't last. This is what Jesus is telling this woman at the well. All these earthly... Uh, fulfillments are temporary because as soon as that high is gone whatever the high is from soon as it's gone you off chasing the next high or trying to get a better one and it'll never be better <laughs> look can we be honest it never be better <laughs> And so now you're chasing and chasing and chasing. But if you chase after Jesus, he'll let you catch him, okay? He's the type that wants to embrace you regardless of who you are, how you look, or how you even act. Because when I came to Jesus for real, for real, um, I was jacked up. I was depressed. I was suicidal. I was, I was confused. And I had been saved since I was eight. But in my older age I had strayed away I was trying to do my own thing go against the will of God and God brought me right on back to him just like he did Jonah when jo he told Jonah to go to Nineveh he like nah I'm going to Tarshish boy I'm take this boat and Jesus brought a storm <laughs> that towed the whole thing up <laughs> and they threw him off threw Jonah off the boat it was just like that it was like one summer changed my life and I get rededicated myself to him. And so get this water. If you're thirsty on Thirsty Thursdays, come get the living water of Jesus. Okay? He died for you because he loved you and he didn't stay dead, but he got up with all power in his hands. If you want to receive him, you can get him right now. I'm going to give you three more seconds. That was the first call. You know we got last call with communion. <laughs> I'm offer you Jesus a couple more times. But when last call comes, that's it. <laughs> so the next thing, after Jesus corrects her and tells her that he's the thing that she's missing and everybody else is missing. Girl, drop your pail and she ran and told everybody. Let's go see about this man that told me about myself. You can check the full exegesis of that on the podcast because I did that as the first episode of Dating in a Pandemic. It was called Issues and how Jesus broke it down for her in this first encounter. And then he tells her, he goes on further and that's where we get the famous, the infamous scripture. They that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. It's John 4 and 24. Jesus tells her as he's describing to her, like, girl, you, you don't even know me. I am. Like, it was his nice, nasty way of saying, girl, I'm the son of God. You don't even know who you're talking to. And, and he says, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In Numa and Aletheia. Okay, those are the Greek words for it. In spirit, Numa, his spirit, his wind. Um, also, the Holy Spirit is also described as water in the Bible. Um, there's many encounters by the water. There's many encounters with worship. So here we are. He says we must worship. What is worship? To honor and reverence God. Worship doesn't only take place in a concrete sanctuary. Worship can go on in your heart. Worship can happen in the grocery store. I saw this lady get a phone call in the grocery store and I don't know what the call was about but she screamed out of happiness and that lady started shouting right there in the frozen food section. Worship can happen anytime. That's reverence and honor to God. But we honor and reverence him by learning and reading and studying his word. How can you say you're a follower of someone and you have no idea what they told you to do? That's why you must study the word to be approved unto God. Remember the promises of God. Evangelist Anderson, 
I'm using you tonight. You, she, a couple of weeks ago, she taught another Bible class about the promises of God. How do you know the promises of God? You remember the promises of what somebody said to you in this physical realm. If you're, as a child, I remembered every gift that my mama said she was going to get me or that Santa was going to get me. You remember the promises. I'm not going to do that no more. I promise we're going to make it out the hood. I promise. You remember all of that. What promises of God do you remember? God promised to send us a comforter and that is Holy Spirit, the third entity in the triune God. And here, Jesus is stressing, God is a spirit. So if God is a spirit, we must know his spirit. How do you get to know the spirit of God? Through the word of God, number one. Because as your armor, it describes the sword as the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It tells you this word is important because it's one of your weapons in war, in spiritual war. The Bible is a weapon. Yes, it uplifts, it encourages, but this joker is a weapon. You fight the enemy with the word of God because the word is truth. And truth beats a lie any Anytime, anytime a lie won't stand, you'll find the, the cracks, the creases. How many times have people uh, confessed to things and you found out it was a lie? How many times have people said things and later you found out it was a lie? There are such things as false confessions, people admitting stuff and that's a lie. <laughs> but because someone dug enough and they saw the cracks and they're like, no, nah, that's not the truth. Holy Spirit, God is spirit holy spirit discerns the truth from the lie from you every single day when you say i got this feeling that i shouldn't go that way that's holy spirit telling you that ain't the way to go that way leads death this way leads light we must be able to worship him in spirit and in truth how else do you worship him in spirit get to know his spirit spend time with him in meditation uh, we we love prayer. I love prayer. But lately, I've been getting into my meditation, and God has been downloading in me and giving me clarity and revelation. Sometimes the world is just too noisy. I enjoyed. I, I I'm not happy about how it happened. Let me clarify this. Let me say that first. I'm not happy about how it happened because I lost people too in the pandemic. But glory to God, I enjoyed shutdown and lockdown. All the distractions were gone. All of the extras. The extras. You got to see people real faces. And they real hair. <laughs> you got to see the real, the truth of the matter okay and some some people broke up when the truth came out they was like oh i didn't know you look like that because you couldn't go to the beauty supply and re-up on that stuff you can't go get your face beat okay so god's spirit is our ultimate guide in a life of distraction, despair, and death. He is the light, the lifeline that keeps us connected to the Father and the Son and guides us through this unknown world in an unknown time and tells us the things of God. Here's another thing that Holy Spirit does that you may not realize that he does. For all of the years that you done heard Bible for the hearers, readers and doers, because you know, we fall off sometimes, but when the times you was on with God and all that Bible and all that word you got in you, Holy Spirit always brings it back to you. He always brings it back in the time in which you need it. A scripture will pop in your head or the words of the scripture or the summary of the scripture or something about that scripture will pop into your mind, your heart, or your spirit. And it'll just move you to be like, you know what? I think I need to pray or go talk to God or go to church on Sunday or come to Thirsty Thursdays. God's Spirit will show you and lead and guide you. So for those of you who are feeling lost and don't know your purpose, ask God 
to send wisdom through Holy Spirit. He will lead you the direction you need to go. And then God will open the doors that need to be opened. I had a, a, a journey taker because, you know, I wrote the journal and I coach people. So I had a journey taker um, to tell me because I send out daily things to everybody. And I sent out this scripture for the day and she inboxed me like you that was a God saying that was a God saying I was just trying to remember what this scripture was <laughs> and then boom you sent it to me now what she didn't know was I was debating whether or not to send out the scripture because I was like this not gonna I mean it may seem weird that I'm sending this particular scripture to her and I'm like, well, I'm just going to do it. Remember, last week, the question on the table was, how many times have you not taken the opportunity to evangelize because you didn't feel confident or because you felt like they wouldn't like what thus said the Lord? That's not your job to judge the message. Your job is to give the message. It's between them and God what happens later. Because what if that was your last opportunity or their last opportunity to get a word from God before something happened you know you can't let those opportunities pass that's why you always say empty me of me and fill me up with you move me and my insecurities out the way so I can be confident in Christ and do my father's business so when she sent her response to me and she was like I'll call you later and tell you the full story of why this scripture is significant to me I thought about what if I never sent it what if I didn't allow the word to flow out of me? You have enough word in you. God will give you the hunger and the thirst after his righteousness. But you have to also have your own motivation, your own go-to. Okay, you can't always be like, I'm waiting on the Lord to just drop something in my spirit. When you've been having this feeling you need to go to the church house for the last three months. He, te he done dropped it. <laughs> now pick it up and go to the church. So we must worship him in spirit. We must get to know Holy Spirit. We must know get to know our gifts of the spirit. We must need to uh, must know um, not only our gifts of the spirit but our rankings in the spirit. You must know your arsenal in the spirit. You got to we know about the full armor of God, but do you know about the legion of angels that you have at your command? That you can tell to go handle your lightweight? <laughs> Most of us don't know about that portion. Or even do you know that in the end, some of us will judge the angels? It, you have to know your power. So we have to worship him in spirit and in truth. Water in word. Worship in word. And now lastly, I told you I'm not going to be before you long. Lastly is walking, okay? Walking with Jesus, exercising your faith, and getting to know God on a personal level. This is how you get that divine intimacy with God, okay? Um, he says that if we love him, that we'll keep his commandments. Remember, the challenge from last week was to find out where were Jesus' commandments, Jesus had commandments that he gave. And the assignment was to find the commandments. I'm not telling you where the commandments at. I wrote them down though. So you know I did my homework too. I want you to tell me what were Jesus' commandments. And they are very simple. I'll tell you where you can find them. <laughs> Look, that's how I'm going to help you. i tell you where you can find it. You can find it in Luke. You can find it in John, and you can find it in Matthew. So there's your hints. But I prefer Luke's version. I, I'm just really into doctors right now. <laughs> so Dr. Luke has my attention, and I'm noticing that when he writes the gospel, he writes like a doctor. They're very matter-of-fact, and they stick to the facts. So I like Luke's version of it. So that's a given new assignment, which leads us to the fact 
um, walking with Jesus and exercising your faith and your faithfulness to him comes with a benefit package. Uh, Enoch and Elisha, they didn't die, but they got what my pastor said, a divine uber to the sky. They didn't have to taste death, but they were able to see God. Okay, so with their faithfulness and diligent diligence in walking with God allow them to walk with God eternally. Another thing in battle, the walls of Jericho. We know about Jericho. That was a walk with God. They had to listen to what God said to walk around that building, that territory, seven times. Because seven is the number of completion. And when they walked around that seventh time, they opened their mouths and they praised God. And the walls came tumbling down. How many times, what if your situation that's got you feeling captive what if God just wants you to take a walk with him seven times and then on that seventh time just give him some praise and that situation could be handled um, my pastor R.M. Pittman shout out to him has been challenging our church to take serenity walks and I challenge everybody to take that because for the last two weeks <clears throat> I've been taking my serenity walks and my whole outcome outlook on the day at work at in my personal life in my creative life every <clears throat> everything has been just totally opening up now a serenity walk and a walk with God is so amazing it's like Walking prayer and meditation, including God in everything. Just a simple walk around the block. If that's all the alone time you can get, spend it with God. Pray with God. Take a walk with God. As we walk this journey, it gets bumpy. It gets dark. Sometimes we get lost. We get turned around. GPS still waiting on the update. But God is still there walking with us. Um, all these songs are walk with me, Lord, walk with me. He's walking with you. He's here with you every single day. Whether we make our bed in heaven or in hell, he is there. He is omnipresent. He's here right now at Thirsty Thursdays while we're learning about water, worship, and walking. We must be willing to walk. Walk with God everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why we don't fear? For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they come from me. So there's benefits to walking with God. There's benefits to talking to God. When you talk to God, you get solutions. <laughs> Who wants to suffer in silence? Why would you suffer in silence? Open your mouth and tell God what is going on. So I challenge each and every one of you to take a serenity walk with God before Sunday. It don't got to be a long walk. Just take a walk with God. Walk around the block one time. Walk around your backyard one time. I take my serenity walks in the morning when the sun is out so I can get some vitamin D from the sun so I can get some vitamin D divine from the sun. S-U-N-S-O-N, okay? <laughs> All of it. And then when I get to my midway point of my walk, as I'm walking, praying, or I'm listening to something that I recorded or another podcaster, I'm, I'm getting word in me on the way there. When I get to my midway point, I have this, um, I call it my meditation spot. I take my shoes off. Yes, I walk outside, so I take my shoes off <laughs> in my complex, and I walk around this certain part of the grass. And that's where I pray to God. That's where I meditate with God. I listen for a word from God. And as I'm walking on the grass, I'm asking for, you know, nourishment from the earth as well as from the heavens to not only nourish me physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially 
Like I'm dumping on God. Do you hear me? That's the problem with some of us. We only want to dump on Sunday. And then we dump during the week to people who can't help us. If you don't dump your issues, if you don't talk about your problems, talk about it to the one that could change it and flip the script on all of that. I challenge you, take a serenity walk with God. And when you take that walk, take a picture afterwards and send it to me because I want to see you on your serenity walk. Take a picture in the sun showing your glowing divine anointing flowing through, okay? Come out from amongst them. And yet we can conquer, okay? If we hydrate ourselves with more water, more word, if we get to know him in spirit and in truth, in his spirit and in word, and if we just take a little walk with Jesus, you know, it make everything all right. Now, the Bible tells us in Romans 10 and 9 that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that God hath raised Jesus from the dead, we shall be saved. If there's anyone who wants to have Jesus in your life, all you have to do is say, I won't. Jesus. And then I'll reach out to you, get to know you, and send you to perhaps another, uh, somewhere closer to you. Um, I know pastors, preachers all over. Or you can continue to follow me. I'm licensed. Look, you ain't out here willy-nilly. <laughs> I got my paperwork, so you can continue to follow me in the fellowship, but I want you to know that anyone can receive Jesus at any point, at any time. If you listen to this or watch this um, uh, later on and you, you want to be saved, drop a message. Uh, hit a comment, inbox me, and we can talk further. Now, you know this is the time in Thirsty Thursdays. Um, I pray that you were encouraged, edified, and uplifted. I want you to get your crackers, your water, and your juice together so that we can have our last call communion together. And somebody want to know, where in the Bible? is communion it doesn't say communion in the bible what it is called is the last supper okay that was when jesus and his 12 including judas yes jesus judas partaked in the last supper with jesus um <laughs> in fact jesus handed him the cup and told him to go ahead and betray him you got to open your bible y'all because <laughs> Just like Daniel was the one that, you know, after the decree was signed, he went and, and broke the decree so that he could challenge. <laughs> so Jesus sent Judas and told him, go ahead, do what you will and do it quickly. And then he told him, the time has come for me to be sacrificed. He gets them together. He tells them, you know, this bread is for my body that I break for you. Okay, we have to understand the bread is his body. All right? And we are all members of one body in Christ, all right? And so Jesus break the bread with the disciples and they ate it together. Now, when you do communion, you do this in remembrance of the sacrifice that Jesus made. You can have communion anytime because the Bible tells us as often as you do this, you do it in remembrance of me. Most churches do it once a month on the first Sunday. I have communion whenever I feel like it with God. I have plenty of communion and I choose to share it with you guys on Thursdays. Um, usually in the beginning of the day on Thursday, I fast until I get off of work, have a little snack, and then I come and have Thursday Thursdays. So this is the body of Christ that he sacrificed on the cross, not just for himself, but for all of us. He was the man that knew no sin, but yet he took on sin and he died for our sins. This is his body and they ate together. Then Jesus, he took the cup. 
He said, this is my blood that I shed for you. Now, the significance of the blood is because of sin. This blood that he shed was for the remission of sins. Remission means the deletion. <laughs> okay. Ooh, how I wish that someone could press delete on student loans and everybody's record be wiped clean. But they ain't trying to do that. But Jesus did that with our sins. When he shed his blood on the cross, it it blotted out all of our transgressions, all of our shortcomings, the sins that we've committed in the past, the present, and the future. Yes, God gave us full coverage because some of us are saved and still sinning. Some of us are sinning and think we saints. No matter what it is, Jesus covered it all for us. This is his blood. They drank it. All together. My, my, my. Somebody say hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Listen. I am so excited about the things that God is doing, not only for my life, but for each and every one of you disciples and my clubhouse Christians. Okay, I'm excited about what God has in store for you. Now, if you need to reach out, you want coaching or mentoring, you can always inbox me. I am open to that. We'll just, you know, get our schedules together. We can do some Zooms. We can do all kinds of things. We have technology on our side. There's no excuse why you shouldn't be walking in your purpose. I'm letting everybody know I am a resource for you. If I can help you in any way, I will try. <laughs> okay, I will do it. But if it's something outrageous, come on, y'all know what's up. <laughs> come on. I'm here to pray for you every day, all day. Drop your prayer request so that we can get you a praise report. I'm still so excited and I can't wait for this weekend so I can touch and agree and, and walk in the place that I prayed for for somebody. One of my journey takers went from homeless to having her own house in 34 days and I, I can't wait to bless the house. She asked me like can you come bless the house? You know I am. <laughs> I can't wait to bless your house. <laughs> So be encouraged, everybody. Also, check out the podcast. I got a new episode coming this weekend. I had some technical difficulties last week, so I couldn't release it, but it's going down this weekend. So turn your notifications on. Check out and wait uh, for the morning motivations that's coming through Clubhouse. I'll be doing more lives since I got the right headphones now. We own and popping in the fellowship. <laughs> I love you all so much. Follow my YouTube page. Check me out if you have an idea or a subject that you would like to talk about on the next Thirsty Thursdays. Let me know. But as of right now, we are going next week. We are talking about Pentecost because it's coming up. Pentecost is June 6th to, to 2022. That's a Monday because Pentecost is 50 days after Resurrection Sunday, a.k.a. Easter. It, it is not that Sunday, but corporately, uh, religious people uh, celebrate on that Sunday because that's the day we corporately get together. But the actual day of Pentecost is a Monday, okay, because it's 50 days. Let's get the math math and 7 times 7 is 49 plus 1 is 50 so 7 times 7 is Sunday and then alright math is math and <laughs> I want you to know I'm biblically sound <laughs> and I want you all to be biblically knowledgeable as well so that you can be the triple threat disciple that God has called you to be shout out to the hearers the readers and the doers of the word of God I hope you were encouraged let us pray before we dismiss because you know after they had communion, they sang a song, and they dismissed. <laughs>
So I'm going to play you a song. <laughs> we are going to dismiss. Um, I just want to pray for everyone and thank everyone that came to Thirsty Thursdays Live. Those that are going to be watching on the playback. Listen, I need the doers to share this with somebody so that other people won't be out here spiritually dehydrated. That they get them some Bible. And if you want to join the private group Street Disciples, that's for those on Facebook because Clubhouse y'all good <laughs> but for those on Facebook that want to join the private group Street Disciples comment below I want in because in the beginning of uh, June is going back to the private group I'll celebrate Pentecost with everybody but after Pentecost we're going back to the Street Disciples private group for our Thirsty Thursdays because it ain't for everybody but I want you to know what we're doing and how it flows but when we get in the private group I'll be a little more <laughs> Little mo mo, but you know, well, this is the public page, and I don't want nobody to report me. So we go keep it mellow <laughs> when we public. I love y'all so much. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for the word that you have given us. Father God, I ask that seeds were planted, seeds were watered, and that someone has a thirst and a hunger for you. Father God, I ask that we be not dehydrated, but we get hydrated by your word every single day. Father God, I ask that you will enlighten us, that you will give us that zeal so that we will worship you in spirit and in truth. And not just worship you, but we be the example to others who don't know about you. Lastly, Lord, I ask that you would lead and guide us and walk with us. Go on a serenity walk with us. Pull us alone aside so that we can spend some time and develop our relationship with you. God, I ask that you would look over every disciple under the sound of my voice. Search our hearts, our minds, our spirit. Protect us everywhere that we go. Let the ministering angels minister to us. Let the warring angels defend us. And let your Holy Spirit spirit strengthen us as we go day to day destination to destination if there's anything that we stand in the need of lord i ask that you will be jehovah jireh to see to it and supply our every need all these things i ask in your son jesus name let everybody in the fellowship say amen i love y'all <laughs> y'all have a good day y'all like what you gonna play what you gonna play i don't know We'll just play another one. <laughs> I love y'all so much. Y'all have a great day or a great evening. If you want to hit me up, however you are able to communicate with me and tell me what you thought about Thirsty Thursdays, we can do that. <laughs> so I want you to be encouraged. See y'all. <laughs> Disciples, I came to encourage you as I encourage myself. Listen, no matter what we face, we shall overcome. You hear me? No matter what it is, you shall overcome. And this is why. D-I-C-T-O-R-Y In the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ In the week you trying to break it down I'ma tell you the reason now You got the D-I-C-T-O-R-Y I love ya In the week playing games messing with your mind I'ma tell you the reason why The story how the land of Shai God Let me tell you a truth about you And it ain't like you girl so who I do you and around I'm not overwhelming I swear I've been transformed I've been confirmed To even make me in the world I see D-O-R-Y In the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ In the name